The Hump, episode 32. Let's join a league part two with Bubba Gatter. If you listened to episode 31, you may recall we, that we left you on a bit of a cliffhanger talking with Bubba Gaddert, and we asked Bubba about the impact that the pandemic has had both on video gaming and his organization, the Varsity Esports Foundation, which their mission is to help bridge the digital divide and get gaming into underserved communities across the United States and even internationally. And so we pick up our discussion with Bubba Gattert. Yeah, I think the thing you hit on there, you didn't necessarily use this word, but I equate it to community. Mm -hmm. One of the things that's beneficial. Yep. And and I noticed this around the pandemic was so my my son, as soon as the pandemic hit, he was fully equipped to still be able to connect with friends because of gaming, like the first thing he turned to now that's changed in the last 30 days, he's still gaming, but he's doing a lot more to get outside. Like he, I've been stuck inside enough and he's found a little bit more balance where for the first 30 days, my daughter really struck. She's not a gamer in such a traditional sense, although we've introduced her to some games and she's been gaming a little bit on what on the Nintendo switch. So we got her into gaming, but she struggled for the first 30 days where he didn't. So I think one of the things you hit on was the whole notion of being able to equip folks with life skills and working against things that have been detrimental to society, like cyberbullying and what have you. But what impact, you know, with the pandemic, that's a that's a, a microcosm of what we saw in the house when the pandemic hit. What, what impact has the pandemic kind of had on your programs? We, you talked about the digital divide a little bit earlier. What, what maybe some other things has the pandemic had kind of an impact on your programs and, and maybe gaming good and bad that you've seen over the last, you know, it's been almost, seems like almost 90 days now in some cases. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the good is gaming and esports is kind of COVID proof. The bad is now kids are at home playing 14 hours a day when we as a foundation are saying, don't do that. You need to spend less and you need to connect. You need to, as much as you have the stigma of gamers in the basement drinking, you know, soda and eating, eating chips and whatnot, which that stigma is there. And that's as a society, we've pushed that for 40 years. I mean, gaming has been around since 1958 when the first game was created. But we look at it in the 80s, 90s, and, and beyond, it's a stigma we've created as a society. So what we as a foundation are saying, we have healthy habits. We have all these doctors who want you to do these exercises, these stretches. We have people in different realms of healthy living and mental health that want you to be active and engaged and in community. Because you you are getting community when you go and help play at three hours a night or whatever after school and after your homework's done. You're in community. You're right, Brent. You're in community. And that's the biggest thing. So with COVID, like I've said, it's expedited a lot of stuff and it's raised a lot of awareness of what people need to do better. 
So there's with esports and gaming, like I said, it's a bit more COVID, I guess, pandemic proof because we saw an uptick of, I don't know, the, I don't even know the multiplier. I don't know how much it would be in mid-March, late March of, well, we obviously, you know, Netflix put numbers out of how much more people were watching Netflix and Hulu and, and everything else, internet, social media, uh, gaming, same, same increase more money was spent on buying games and doing things and more community was created too. When I look at, when I look at this situation, what we had before and what we have now, what we're going to have, they're all pretty similar for us in the school and the scholastic space. What we love seeing is when we can help a school have access to a gaming club and the gaming club at a high school and a middle school is very similar to an after-school football program or after-school band or just any other activity. Let's say you have 10 kids who participate in this after-school program. Well, it's organized play. There's this teacher. It's a safe environment. You've got team building, critical thinking. You've got collaboration, social, emotional learning, just by competing and playing together against another school. And we have 3,000 high schools across the country who are doing that. And even during COVID, we had, I think, close to 1,000 schools participating across the country, still playing during the pandemic. Now, what they were doing when school was in, they were together in the computer lab and playing Fortnite or Rocket League against other teams across the country with the teacher there. And those 10 kids, you know, six of them could be players playing on the on the team and playing something like Overwatch. And two of them would be shoutcasters or commentators and uh, commentating the live stream and somebody could be an IT person and getting the computers already and an audio video person recording or feeding the stream like you're doing here with the podcast. So you have a lot of stuff being taught to kids just through a, through a mm-hmm. gaming class. And then lastly, the fun part of all of this beyond all that fun part is the, we have free curriculum that's on Microsoft educator. It's the only STEM accredited esports textbook for gaming and esports in the world. And it's 148 pages created by a principal and teacher in Wichita, Kansas. And it's been downloaded like 100,000 times or more in like 40 different countries. And it's, it's, it's not even just the curriculum, the one hour lesson there for after school or combine it to your computer science class is not, it does, it's not all gaming. It's 20 minutes of gaming, maybe 10, 15 minutes of recapping what happened and learning and moving on to the next day. And then the lesson plans are, you know, how to build a computer, how to build a router, how to go to college, shoutcasting, commentating, healthy habits, food pyramid, wrist exercises. So the curriculum's huge. And the, the, the lady that started this and created it, Dr. Christy Custer, I mean, she's like an award-winning curriculum nerd. And we're real lucky to have that partnership with them to push that all across the country. So what happens on numbers with this and what do we see benefit kids at home during school? Well, they go home, they don't want to play as much at home because they're playing at school with their teams. And just like when I was in football in high school, I wanted to get good grades. So kids are getting good grades. They're showing up to school more often. We have a we have stats that GPA increases by 1.7 for these students and their attendance goes up by 10% because they're part of a club. And the reason why the school, the, the class and the curriculum is not designed for the football player or the the person in band, they, they can be in it and they probably are in it, but it's designed for those kids who have no other activities that they're in because they all game. 97% of, of kids vi- play video games. But when these that subset of kids who don't have an activity to do, 
they all play video games. Well, this subset of kids now has something at school they can do. And I'll tell you, Mr. Brady, the Olathe athletic director, when I worked at the Y, Brent, I, you know how much basketball gym time you know, I had. You, you, oh, yeah. I'm sure you saw my stress of all that. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars I would spend every year on basketball gym space. I, I believe you had nightmares of the practice, <laughs> the practice time charts. I, be, I, I believe it because I had nightmares filling out the Google form. Yes, yes. Oh, that process. <laughs> I, I had so to be, glad. I had to be on the computer at nine o nine o one p.m. to fill out that, <laughs> fill out that dang that. Google form. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes it's true so mr brady for years it was like very like standoffish you know i was like hey man i'm spending 100 grand here can we get like a discount i mean i was paying i was paying 20 bucks an hour for just written you know scoreboards and it's like i just need a discount never gave me really the the time of day and then last november i went to the olathe public school foundation breakfast walked up to him and he says bubba you're doing esports now, right? Oh man, I got to get every kid into esports. Let's go. Let's meet. Let's sit down with all ads. So I sat down with all the ads in Olathe and and gave him the whole spiel. And like he's like, these kids need belonging. I'm like, who are you? And wait a second, and <laughs> you need to come work for me and talk about how good this is. So what happens there is you see these kids with needing belonging. The athletic directors, administrators, they take a 180. They learn literacy, and then you have this byproduct of students at home not playing all night because they want to play at school and they're eating dinner with their families and they are getting better grades all because of it. So yeah, any, any activity could do this, but you're providing an activity that they already do it. So it's meeting kids where they are. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that, that, that's great. (laughs) I unloaded a lot there. You, you did. Well, it's fascinating because, you know, it's more than just gaming. You're actually giving them some life skills and interpersonal communication skills. Like it, it covers a wide range of everything. Yeah, exactly right. Interpersonal communication skills is like one of the checkboxes in there. We'll just think about it. I mean, here right now we're on, we're digitally communicating and how many Zoom calls have we all been on in the past few months? Like learning that and learning technology and, you know, not being the person with their mic always off. Sorry, Chad. And one, (laughs) one with the, you know, the, my video's not working or whatever, or walking around with their camera phone. But think about, now, like you said, in those situations, let's use traditional sports for an example. You know, a quarterback, com, you know, communicating to his linemen and communicating to his wide receivers on changing up plays and audibling, and like they have to know these things. Now, take that into six computers side by side with headsets on, and say, "Hey, go left, go right." You know, there's somebody coming down the middle, or mm-hmm. you know, they're they're on they're, they're trapping or they're freezing or whatever code you need. That communication is huge for team building. And those kids who don't want to have face-to-face communication now can have that communication and grow their communication skills through a microphone, which then leads to interaction uh, face-to-face. So it's bringing kids out of this this basement mentality that we have put on them in society. Right. Bubba, Bubba, it's great for team building unless one of the participants in that group is like Michael Jordan from The Last Dance. And I'm looking at my son who's around the room. He is Michael Jordan in a gaming environment where he's mean as snot to his team. I hear it. So I'm going to invite you over for some counseling sessions on how to be a better gamer to the producer. Because I, I, when I'm on Zoom calls, I got to quiet him down because he's so mean to every, like his teammates. He is very Michael Jordan. Is it, This is true, isn't it? 
I'm not. No, it's not me being mean. It's them being mean to me. Oh, sure. He's making them better. Yeah. Why have I heard you scream during one of these games? I am a team player, guys. I swear. I have heard this. That is quote, end quote. Right? Yes. What is he playing? What game? I think it was Minecraft. I don't. They thought I was trying to burn down somebody's house, but. I can see that happening. Yeah, sure. That was like survival mode. Yeah. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. The, the communication there. I mean, just with any game. Yeah. It, it can get so heated because people come in sometimes with a predisposition to already be upset with people because man, no one's going to get it right. Like me and no one's going to hit, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a big boy. I play, I play down low when I play basketball, but I usually am just there for exercise and I don't, I don't get cocky cause I'm not going to make it. But I mean, if I was better, would I guess I'd be cocky about it? And, but I think it's easier. It's easier in games than it is in dribbling down the court, probably to, manipulate your character and think you're the best because <laughs> well i've watched youtube videos and i've watched twitch streams so i'm gonna get better at this so for your son yeah quit throwing shade bro and quit being toxic <laughs> oh. so speaking of folks that are probably legitimately up there with the michael jordans of of gaming not not my son the producer who are some of your favorite people to watch on YouTube or, or Twitch? Who are the, like, if you were to pick a top three, like this is my go-to material. I want to see if it matches up with the producer. Cause this is a, this is a pastime of his too. Yeah. I mean, it probably won't. I mean, with matchup, I, I am, I have for about the past two, three years on a daily basis, left my screen open to Tim, the tap man. He is. So here's the thing. Like, yeah, I watch, I play a lot of the game. I play Call of Duty right now. I was playing it earlier today. I'll play it here in a little bit with my buddies from church. That's like, that's our community group now since we're not meeting. Like all the men, all <laughs> the men's are, group is doing Call of Duty now. Our, our, our men's church group, we're all playing Call of Duty together and it's grown. Our men's group has grown. I'm sure. Um, Works for adults. And, yeah. Working out your men's <laughs> issues right there on Call of Duty. Hey, hey here's, a funny, here's a funny thing though. Our wives created all Facebook group because of it. So they're all... <laughs> They're all on a Facebook group talking about when are they, are they gaming right now together? Oh, you know, oh. it happens. So for me, since I'm, since I'm a marketer, sports marketing is my thing and esports marketing, any kind of marketing. I mean, I teach at MNU. I teach, I don't know if you knew that I teach mm-hmm. in the sports department and I announced there. Indeed. MNU graduate on the, on the, Oh yeah. Yeah. Chad go yeah. fear the near. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at Twitch and I see it as a learning tool. I see it as a social media platform, but I also see it as entertainment. I stream, I stream, I've been streaming since July of 2017 for my uh, personally. I don't play a ton of games. I actually do graphic design. Mm-hmm. And so I I make art for streamers and make logos and stuff, but I also educate other streamers how to be YouTube stars or Twitch stars or whatever because people don't get it and they just think you can walk in and be ninja, right? Everybody thinks they can start and be ninja, but you can't because ninja has been doing this since Twitch TV was just in TV back in 2011, 2009. So for me, I look at entertainment and I look at the idea of something like Twitch. I really, to break this down for those who don't know on Twitch, the Twitch model can make you money. 
I'll say Ninja makes like a made at one point was making a million dollars a month off of people watching him play video games on Twitch. So that's $12 million a year. Right. And then sponsorship ads and Red oh, Bull yeah. Adidas mm-hmm. shoe uh, sponsorship. He just, he signed with mixer to do stuff with Microsoft. So he's got lots of money through sponsorships. I do watch him the tap man because it's entertaining because he's funny and he, he dies a lot accidentally and he makes funny faces and like that's comedy to me. And I like the entertainment. So if you look at people, why they will go on and give five ninety nine a month to be a subscriber to their channel, it's because it's entertainment and you subscribe to Netflix or Hulu to get entertainment or you donate to the newspaper to get information or entertainment or whatever it may be. Same thing. But now stack that up as an individual LLC person, a brand getting a million dollars a month is like it's you get like two to three dollars per that five dollars. So times that by, you know, 100 people, you've got three hundred dollars. Right. So per month. Now multiply that, however. But when I look at when I look at streaming, I look at the radio model and the radio model is Hey, Brent, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. You know, I just really, really love your show. This is great. Yeah, I just want to say something, something, something about the Chiefs. And then, okay, hey, thanks, Tom. Thanks for calling in. And then here's what happens. Tom goes and says, hey, honey, did you hear I was on the radio? Because the influencer, the celebrity on the radio said, my, said that person's name, and you got recognized and you got noticed. So what happens even even these big NBA stars are streaming like right now on Twitch, especially right now because there's no NBA. But you have so much more access to these influencers on something like that because you can type in something and they may read your read your something in the chat, or you can donate or subscribe or tip and and a, and the thing will pop up and it'll say your name, your alias, your handle or whatever, and they'll look over and they'll say, "Hey, thanks, Brent, for the five dollars," and it says, "Oh." Brent, I really like your content. Oh, cool. Thanks, man. Oh my gosh. I'm going to clip that and put that on my social media. He said my name. So it's the same mentality where that, that crowdsourcing growth of recognition, just like a brick in a pathway leading up to whatever building is getting that recognition. And that's why it works so well because it's access. Because you could buy a thousand dollar seat on the, on the floor of an NBA game and get LeBron sweat on you. Or you can spend $5 and LeBron may be streaming and he say, Hey, thanks Brent for the donation. Like there's way more access that way. Yeah. I would drop LeBron a note. I'm not sure I would donate any money to him directly though. <laughs> well, people want recognition, but yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's just influencer, you know, it's yeah. influencer model. It works, right? Why you're drinking truly tonight. We'll repeat that. Bubba's drinking truly tonight. Influenced by influencer marketing. Influence smart. Actually, <laughs> actually my youth pastor actually influenced me on this one flavor. Yep. <laughs> Very nice. So I'd be remiss. We're we're holding this discussion mm-hmm. on the day of a huge console announcement. Mm-hmm. Mm. So PS5, they they had the big announcement today. I'm surprised my son wasn't already in my business asking me for the down payment on said PS5 because <laughs> yeah. we're a we're a Sony household here. Oh nice. Uh, but what what forthcoming games kind of have you have you excited? Are there any particular games? That have you excited? I haven't even been able to watch the trailers, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. 1 PM Pacific today, they announced it and you know, it's been a lot of hype. I mean, it's been a lot of hype since December on both 
the Xbox and the PlayStation. And this happens every two, three years. Right. But I mean, they're here, you know, <laughs> this is the, the well, how, how many of us would be waiting out in line, just like the iPhone mm-hmm. or stuff like this. There's a, and y- you know, I, I look at consoles. I have a PS4 sitting here, but it took me until last year to get one. I had like a PS2 for years. And I like, I like those kind of games like red dead redemption or, Kingdom Hearts is kind of like uh, Final Fantasy, but it's with Disney characters. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. But I I like shoot 'em up games as well, and uh, uh, I used to play a Call lot of, of Duty in the men's group, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> Black cook cooking fools with our church group. Yep, and I think in college I used to play a lot of NCAA football, but that was before name, image, likeness, which is mm-hmm. a whole other thing in esports. I've been writing about on LinkedIn for NCAA. But yeah, I, I, there's a there's going to be a lot of cool games. I'd love to see. For me, I'd love to see. I don't have an Xbox, but I'd love to see some new Halo from Xbox. I played a ton of that in college. I mean, there's a new Assassin's Creed kind of cool stuff coming out. I mean, that, that I guess when I look at this, I I think about this takes me back to something my wife and I talk about is college bookstores. Okay, I know this is a weird tangent, mm-hmm. but it, if you don't, if you if people don't know college bookstores and um, getting books in college is a racket because you go spend $300 on a book for your class. And then by the end of the semester, you sell it back for 30 bucks. Yep. And then they resell it for $200 and guess what? They taxed it both times. Yep. (laughs) And so I look at this and I'm like, Oh gosh, they've got all of us in their pockets by, upgrades and upgrades and a new thing, but so do PC. So do PC. Mm-hmm. I might just add a new video card yesterday to my computer so I can, my, cause I've been, I do a lot of video editing on Adobe Premiere and it just wasn't going as fast as I needed. And I'm just, I'm stuck in the same old racket. So th- that's a, that's not a stance, the foundation. So what it is, I mean, I have a, we have a stance on Fortnite for like why Fortnite skins are bullying in the digital age, because <laughs> if you don't have a skin in Fortnite, like if you don't, if you have just a default skin and you, somebody's playing with you and like, oh man, you, you can't get a, you can't get a cool skin, you know, like it's the outfit, you're trash, bro. And this is what happens on a 13 year old level every day. And I look at it, I'm like, well, this is high school. This is high school making fun of my clothes and my shoes. Yeah, exactly. I was bowling. just thinking you don't have a pair of Jordans. You're not cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And they made like $8 billion last year or I don't know what it was. $8 billion last year off of skins alone because mom and dad let them use their credit card one time for a monthly pass. And then the credit card number just stayed on there. And now for 10 months in a row, they bought all these cool things and you earn more skins. And then if you don't earn the new one, you're not cool enough. It's like the new Jordans wait for the new Jordans to come out. So it's everywhere. I, I love gamification in this world. Like, Gamification is huge, but that kind of gamification can cause issues. Like gamification is great. I mean, we we could gamify. I, we're gamifying in our dadgum bathroom right now by putting new, you know, tile up because we want to be better at it. We you gamify your your credit cards by getting points. I mean, everything's gamified, mm-hmm. right? So it's just what level and what, what moderation. Yeah, it's how you it's how you apply it. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's kind of interesting there, uh, producer. It's good thing I put the notifications on my credit card, right? <laughs> so I got I get not notified of the console. The other thing I loved your metaphor of the college textbook mm-hmm. because one of the launch titles for the PS5, and I know that how this is going to go down, 
at my house because I'm going to spend between 60 to $90 on the new Spider-Man game. And it's going to get played for three days and then get returned for $40. Yep. Right. I'm looking right. If that, if that, <laughs> <laughs> if that, and the producer's like, yeah, dad, that's going to happen. So just, just prepare for it. I took back. I, t- I took my PlayStation two and a couple games controllers to GameStop and like, yep, here you go. 15 cents. Like what? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, you, you can get, you can get store credit for $3. Like, yeah. Oh, I guess I'll take store credit <laughs> <laughs> for $3. That's why I miss vintage stock in my neighborhood. They closed down the one, the oh, one yeah. vintage stock. Cause they, they gave you better credit than mm-hmm. better credit than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was a full dollar. Well, how can folks, where can people go out to find kind of the Varsity Esports Foundation? Yeah, we'd love, we'd love for you to come to varsityesportsfoundation.org. Learn more about us. There's a button right there you can donate. You know, if, if you don't know what our grants and scholarships go towards, if you click that, you'll see that $80 supports one student with STEM education through gaming at a school. Uh, $1,000 provides it for a whole year of internet access for a student across the, you know, one student across the country and their family. $6,000 provides a whole after school STEM program with staff at that school that helps pay that teacher to be there after school. And so we, we ask for any donations at varsityesportsfoundation.org to help support those students in urban and rural areas who are struggling with access to all these things. Yeah. Give us the website one more time again there, Bubba. Sure. Varsity esports foundation.org. All right. Perfect. Well, Bubba, this has been insightful, educational, and we've had a good time along the way as well. We really appreciate you, you coming on the show tonight. I was so happy to be here. I'm happy to come talk about real sports some other time. If you need me to. Yeah, we might do that too. We're going to do a line once the Chiefs, once we get back into football season, we're anxious for that. So yeah, we, yeah, we'd love to do it. So thank you, Bubba, for coming on the show. Thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the, he says, she says, Casey Facebook page and like, follow us. If you haven't already, remember you can catch us live on Facebook almost every Thursday at 6 PM central. Also, check out the He Says, She Says, Casey blog. I'll do that one more time. Also, check out the He Says, She Says, Casey blog. And remember, you can rate, subscribe to us, and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Chad's personal favorite, Stitcher. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs>